0: Hi. Hi, all. This is another episode of How to Be a Humane Leader Without Losing Your Job. My name is Roberto Torres, and with me is my co-host, Chris King. Chris, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And thinking about
0: how, how different our company cultures are after
1: our discussions last week.
0: Yeah, indeed. And uh, I think it won't, it won't be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. And with that, uh, we will talk about another uh, topic, in which uh, if a person, if a candidate, is a good fit for a culture of the company. So, so with this, Chris, um, can you tell us uh, what were your experiences with this in, in, uh, um, with this? with this pattern in, in, in the company you used to work?
1: Yep, certainly. And I think, you know, a key thing, you know, there's kind of two perspectives of this. As the person being interviewed, you're applying for a job. And and as a hiring manager, when you're interviewing people, you know, you want to keep these topics in mind. You know, not only do they need to have the skills for the role, which doesn't matter what kind of company you're at, but are they a good you know, personality fit for how your teams and your your company work. So, you know, when I would interview people, I would try and explain a bit about our company culture, especially if they were coming from a, a much smaller company. You know, we were of a, a gigantic corporation in eighty different countries. You know, hundred. Hundred At that time, was like about 130,000 employees. I think they're down to 110,000. There's been a spinoff or two. But, you know, it it can be very overwhelming to come into that kind of culture if you're not used to having to have meetings at all hours of the day. Because if you're meeting with India, you got to be able to meet it either very early in the morning or very late at night. Um, you know, certain people don't always uh, uh, do well with uh, different kinds of accents, right? Because uh, there is no uniform language everywhere, although for our company, English was the common language. Um, so that means maybe someone is a foreign speaker and, and their English skills are not as good. So you have to kind uh, of you know, culturally be able to understand the accents and, and, and work with them. And the reality is, is not everybody adjusts to that really well. Um, Some people look, you know, I've got little kids. I need to really have an eight to five job. That's the culture they need and want. Well, you know, working in an international company where by job definition alone, you're going to be working across many, many time zones might, you know, it just might not be a good fit for you. So I always try to start talking about what are some of those cultural differences of where that, you know, Interviewee person, you know what were they used to versus how is it different in a you know a huge multinational um, company, and the other you know big thing there's two things is kind of that kind of cultural thing, but then also you know just the amount of networking that you, personal networking you need to do, not technical IT you know data networking, but personal networking you need to do in a gigantic company because. You will just never know everybody, but to find out who you need to know and get your job done can mean a lot of networking and going down different uh, paths to meet different people. Because, you know, in a small company, if it's only 500 people, you may know all 500 people in the company. In a company of 130,000 people, you're not even going to know 1% 1% of the people, but to get your job done, you may have to really network to find the right people that you need to know to get the job done. It can be quite the challenge for some people who aren't used to, I guess, reaching out extremely proactively to build out their personal network.
0: Okay, okay. And um, let, let me tell you that it's, um, well, it's something very good that, that you did that with, with the candidates. Let me tell you uh, what we did at, at startups the thing uh, between a, a um first of all a small company for example here in mexico is not related to 500 employees a small company is uh, below 20 employees okay a middle company should have maybe 500 employees so when you talk about the uh, number it's, it kind of differs from um, the ones that we have in, in Mexico, and I think it will be the same in in other Latin countries. But going with a startup company, the thing is, you, it, it is almost as as you say between a, a um, eight to five or nine to six. In a startup company, we require me, most of the time of uh, you, so. You have uh, maybe uh, less uh, free time. Maybe we will require from you to I don't know. Uh, do um, um, do something to the uh, cloud infrastructure maybe at six a.m. because our operations maybe start at seven or eight? So we require to do something at a different time than the usual one. Okay. Sure. And, and the second one is, uh, since startups are um, having all these investments, these huge investments, people see us as a um, as a new um, how could I say, as a new type of uh, income. If I I don't know, if I receive uh, a certain amount of uh, money on, on a salary basis, maybe at a startup at a startup, I will earn. 40 thirty or 50% more than I received. So people go to to a startup and say, hey, I want to work there. But people don't know what to expect because there will be a lot of pressure. There will be, um, yes, uh, we will experiment with uh, with a lot of different technologies. Maybe our tech stack will change uh, accordingly to the project, but we will require more from you. This is, this is not a work in which we will work from nine to five, excuse me, nine to six, and that's it. We, if we require something from you uh, after six, you will have to, to stay, and most people doesn't know what to do. And, and one thing also that I had to mention is since a startup requires uh, really good engineers, most of them, they will only tell you only the um, finest layer of the work, but I won't tell you more. And people will be disappointed when they begin discovering the true nature of a startup.
1: Yeah, well, and, and, and so being very clear with uh, someone who's interviewing to to be at a startup or, at, or, or a large company, right, is, is trying to describe what that, that culture is like. So just from a risk reward perspective, using the using overtime, you know, using those extra labor hours as an example, you know, in a startup, it's might be possible that they are going to get stock options and things like that where their compensation for all that extra overtime might be a big financial windfall if the company does really, really great. In a super large company, um, you're doing that overtime to just stay employed. I mean, you may have a a, a bonus program, but it's usually a fixed amount five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent of your salary. And if you perform okay, well, then you get twenty percent. If you perform poorly, you get zero percent. And if you really just did great, you might get twenty five percent bonus. So it's not like you're not going to get a huge windfall in a, a huge corporation for that overtime. They're just gonna expect you to do some overtime it's just part of your job, but probably most of the time most employees think it's just a nine to five job. Come in, do my work. there'll be work tomorrow so I'm I'm going home now because you know it's time to go home.
0: okay uh, and, uh, and and um, yeah, indeed we we will have stock options we will have uh, I don't know maybe some perks the office maybe we will work we will be working 100 percent remote yes we will have that and um, what i did when i was interviewing for engineers i did the first uh, interview and then if i saw that this person had the hard skills and had at least a foundation of soft skills um, i've moved on this uh, candidate to further Uh, interviews. And the last one, the last one of the interviews, I think it was like five or uh, the the fifth, excuse me, interview, we we, will be talking with the founders. And if the founders saw a match of their culture of a startup with with this guy or with this lady, uh, they will approve. But if they saw that they didn't the, the candidates didn't have their culture, but they had hard skills. Most of the founders will say, yes, will approve um, this candidate to be working uh, with us. And we will give him or her an offer. And that is a problem because that doesn't make us a humane leader. That makes us, um, or the founders, uh, have made them a a wrong decision about hiring these kind of people because, in the end, they might be uh, given the proper work, uh, the, uh, the proper results, you know, the performance, but won't be a, a true fit for the culture of their company. And that is a problem that many founders of startups have
1: today. Yeah, it, it, it does happen in large corporations, too, where, cuz typically in you know in my experience in the big huge company no single person has the deciding vote even the most senior vice president and director it usually comes down to okay you know five different people interviewed the candidate if four of five say yes they they may still hire that person but if the personality fit the culture doesn't fit correctly you end up having to be an inhumane leader later because they'll end up not performing very well. Either A, because, you know, they, they culturally just don't fit well. They're, they're not operating with the global team very well. So their performance suffers. So then you got to put them on a perfume performance improvement plan. If that doesn't work out, you know, you'll ultimately have to fire them and not because they're a bad contributor in general, but unfortunately for your company, they're not you know, able to contribute as well because, again, just using as an example, maybe culturally they don't fit well internationally or maybe because of their home situation, they can only work nine to five. And so they're not joining the very, very early morning or very late evening conference calls with the other team members. So they so unfortunately, you know that was a bad cultural fit. Now you've got to be inhumane because I always always hated having to fire somebody or lay them off. you know they're good human beings, but just a bad fit for the for the company.
0: Yeah,, and, then, and the problem is uh, besides what what you told me is that it backfires that, uh, backfires you that decision because that candidate. Uh, that employee uh, So to be an employee to say, okay, this doesn't work for me And I will and I will resign I had a an employee That lasted only one week because he 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 thought that he could work uh, I don't know a, a certain amount of hours and he will do something else but he wasn't ready to do uh, um, calls of technical support because of the applications that we created, and that, that he wasn't going to to be as in as many meetings as as we had and everything. And he quit. And he told me, uh, Roberto, today is my last day of work. Uh, I will quit. Hey, but but why? And when we saw. The, the interview uh, process and everything, there was a, uh, someone who said, This guy might not be a good cultural fit for our company, but he has awesome hard skills. If we can manage to train him in our culture, he might be good, but there's a lack of that. And it backfired us because this, la- this guy spent only one week. Yes, we spent a lot of time, and uh, we have so many investments in this kind of people, well, meaning money. But in the end, we had this kind of problems. And from that, I remember well, we changed our hiring process to not let this happen again.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it can be painful for everybody, because especially if you had a second choice let's say, that perhaps wasn't quite as strong technically, but now they've gone and gotten a job someplace else already because you told them, nope, we we hired somebody, right? He worked for you for a week. Well, now that other person's gone and gotten a job, and now you've got to start all over again. And in, in a huge corporation to get approval to hire again, even though the person only worked for a week, so let's – and generally – in large corporation, uh, that would be pretty rare. I I don't recall that ever happening quite that fast, but certainly within the first month or two, someone voluntarily quitting, right? They decide, hey, I just hate this, and and they quit. You have to go through a lot of paperwork in a huge corporation to get approval to hire. So even though you had the role approved, and you hired somebody, but now two months later, they quit, you got to go through all the paperwork again. And and one of the times when that happened, where I, I lost a relatively recent hire, but, but it wasn't uh, as short as two months, it took me like another four or five months to get approval to even start the hiring process again. So, you know, that's one of those kind of cultural Uh, differences in huge corporations right is the bureaucracy of a gigantic corporation you don't just as a as a director like I was you just don't get to decide to hire somebody it goes through committees it gets a very high level approvals it just takes forever so it's very important you get that good technical fit good cultural fit because you know how long does it take you to replace somebody you know, in that kind of situation, how long till you got a, a replacement? Is that weeks or is it months?
0: Yeah, indeed. And the problem with the startup is is that the engineers uh, jump from a company to another company in, in a matter of weeks. When someone posts, some, I don't know, a job offer, it will fill uh, in, in, a, in a startup, it will fill between two or three weeks because this, the decision has to be Less than a week from what I told uh, the engineers, uh, the candidates, I will say, okay, this is the first interview. There will be five, uh, there will be another four interviews. And in 10 days, in 10 natural days, I will give you an answer. I will give you an offer. So, for example, let's say that I uh, did an interview of the candidate on Monday. So the Thursday of the next week, I will give him another, and that will give relief to many because with that, we could be, uh, so um, our performance in high, uh, in the hiring process would be uh, a lot faster. And people will know that because uh, with your example, the second candidate, if, if they saw, okay, I was in a match and everything, they, they will go with a, another company. And if you find out that the first employee resigned, I don't know, a week later or two weeks or something like that, and you go to the second candidate, you will feel that uh, this candidate will tell you, sorry, I went to another company. So, yes, we don't as startups, we don't have committees, we don't have a, um, a robust decision approval, but at least we have something rapid in order to gain the best uh, engineers
1: uh, possible I I can recall multiple times where from the point we received resumes so you know HR would screen the resumes very basically to the point where we finished the hiring meaning we HR wrote up an offer and gave them here's your official offer we're offering you this job for this much money I'll bet you the fastest time I ever remember that whole process taking, fastest, was probably two months. Wow. Fastest. And I knew some that took over four months or five months to, from the time the job was posted till we actually hired someone for the role easily could go five months, sometimes longer, because of the
0: bureaucracy. Wow. That's a lot of time stalling.
1: It, it is it's, – it's really – it can – and, again, this is kind of that cultural difference that you have to be prepared as, a, as an executive leader for the fact that, you know, you, you will not necessarily have the power yourself. You will not necessarily be able to hire and fire um, quickly. It, you know, it, you, it, it's – everything is planned Everything takes time so that it's the right, you know, in theory, it's the right decision and you do it once. But in practice, you know, sometimes being that, certainly in hiring, in slow and methodical, lots of times the people that we interviewed in the first early rounds that were pretty good, by the time you got to the end of the process, they had given up and were frustrated with how slow it was going and went to other companies, which was probably a good thing because culturally they probably were not going to fit in a large corporation. They were probably more used to your startup kind of culture where things happen, you know, really rapidly. Two, two weeks from the start of hiring to actually making an offer in, in a large company, I think that would be a miracle.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is uh, candidates have different situations, different work situations. Some of them might have a job. They might have an income. And some of them might be an, um, unemployed. And the thing is they want to be at uh, the uh, company who the first company maybe maybe And i'm not saying that there is it has to be amended but uh, uh, the first company who says i will hire you this is the offer do you agree and it, if it matches with the amount of money they require they need or they want they will say yes um, That's why we, uh, in in startups, we do that. If we act rapidly, but we act wise, we will grab, excuse me, we will acquire the best candidates possible. Otherwise, they will leave. Um, Well, that is something that a human leader has has to do at first in the first interview uh, maybe not the one that it is human resources but the one uh, maybe in it as you were an it director and i'm uh, uh, head of engineering startups the thing is to say to the person okay this will be the process and this will take uh, this time and you will have if you pass all the tests and all the interviews an offer in this uh, amount of days and with that you will give uh, coherence to your thoughts, to your uh, words, and you will give um, um, certainty to the candidates so they will know what to expect and what not to expect. Do you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think those kind of objective metrics, right, is this is the hiring process. This is how much time it usually takes between each step, etc. That even helps give them a physical example of the company's culture, right? Because that kind of rapid decision-making is a key part of a startup's culture. Super rapid decision-making, you know, within just a few people is definitely not the normal culture for a gigantic corporation. Two completely
0: different um, cultures there. Indeed, indeed. Okay, uh, with this thought, uh, maybe we should um, uh, do a wrap up of this uh, episode. Um, with that, could you give maybe a, a an advice or a couple of advice to people who are in, uh, working in big corporations of what to do.
1: I certainly think when you're when you're an interviewee and you're considering going to the big corporation versus the startup is is to ask some of those kind of cultural questions what is a typical day in the work life like how well or how often do i meet with my internal teammates how often do i get to you know talk to them directly or versus working on my own how often do i need to collaborate interactively with people in other time zones and how far apart are those time zones are important cultural kind of things to know about the role. Because if, if you don't know that you're going to have to work with an Indian team from, you know, in, in Bangalore, India, 50% of the time, uh, you're going to struggle if you cannot do some of the meetings very early in the morning or really late at night because they are completely opposite to our, our time here in the central and eastern time zones
0: okay uh, thank you and uh, uh, i will do the same for someone who might be applying to a startup uh, job and comes from a big corporation i will say uh, first of all ask if there is a um, foundation of order within the startup or is it only chaos and mayhem is it, how many uh one-on-ones we we will have uh, with the with the manager uh what is going on um, etc so they will know if they could be a good fit for a startup or not absolutely cool so with that we will close uh, this we will end this episode thanks a lot chris for everything your input is as always uh, meaningful and uh, uh, with a lot of wise.
1: Thank you very much, Roberto. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm looking forward to our next discussion.
0: Indeed. Thank you.